Hey, Zeke, you normally aren't here for this, but I'm letting everybody know tonight I am not editing this show before tomorrow. We're both tired. I haven't had you in like 18 weeks because you've been on a friggin' sabbatical. You've been living your best life. You've been out skiing. You've been dating, whatever it is you're doing. I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? What have you been doing on your sabbatical? Or wait, let me get through these ads. We'll talk about that on the other side. But I'm making you sit through the ads because you normally don't do that. And our friends at Orca Coors now have a new traveler and camper. Get a handle on your chaser with their traveler and take your mug on the go with the Orca Camper. State-of-the-art drinkware designed, powder-coated, and shipped out of Nashville, Tennessee. Keep your drinks hot and your cold drinks cold and make all those memories last with Orca. Don't forget to use code DADSEASON. You will save 20% on your order when you use code DADSEASON at orcacoors.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. You know they are one of the best places to go, if not the best place to go. They are the best place to go for laser-edged glassware at wholesale pricing. All the distilleries use them. If you ask distilleries, Hey, where do you get your glasses? Chances are they say distilleryproducts.com. And if you are a bourbon group, a store, a podcast, a blog, and you want laser edge glassware with your logo on it, make sure to reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. It is a family business over there, and they are great people. Last but not least, today's show is sponsored by action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action. With Tennessee's only sports book, by Tennesseans for Tennesseans, you know the MLB is going on. You know that there's NBA, NHL, a lot of good stuff going on. Use code DADS100. They will match 50% of your first deposit up to $800. So that means if you deposit $800, they will give you $400 for free. If you use code DADS100 at action247.com. All right, you had, we, we interviewed last night, we interviewed Clay Risen. The interview will be coming out next week. We had two hours of audio. We all had a, a couple of drinks, I would say. It got a little fun at the end. It got a lot of fun at the end. But because we had this guest, you had like a three-part cold open that you wanted to go into. Are you ready to go into that tonight? I mean, I have been taking notes a little bit better during my um, sabbatical, sabbatical, as you say. And I think you I, called it a sabbatical last night. That was yesterday. Today, it could have been just living my best life. You were on your rumspringa. I know what that word means. That's when the Amish people go out and experience the world for a couple of weeks and decide if they want to stay Amish or leave. Like it's like right when they're 18. I mean, if that was the case, I probably wouldn't have come back from skiing. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm done in DDB. Yeah. Find somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I can zoom from Colorado, man. I, I don't. I, I don't need to be in Nashville all the time. I guess the kids. Uh, I have to nix that. But it would have crossed my mind at least for a second or two. No, it would. I, the kids, you would have been back in two seconds. Yeah. At least until they can learn to ski, and then you know who knows from there. That it's like you're going to spend winters with daddy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of other people have like summers with dad. It's like no, no, no. Winters are in 
Colorado. Summers, you go back out to Nashville. Uh, so at, at least the best one out of this, and since you're not editing, I'll try to uh, not go too far off the PC scale. I don't think it's bad. but So I get to the Denver airport. It's late. I've got a shuttle. My flight gets delayed. I'm instead of on the 10 p.m. shuttle, I'm 11 p.m. shuttle. I'm not going to get to the top of the mountain until like 1.32 o'clock, maybe later. Who knows? Either way, the way the airport is, um, basically outside of baggage lane, there's like a, a vestibule area, I would call it, because it's Denver. It's cold a lot, right? So you can sit out there. It's enclosed in glass, and I'm just waiting on my shuttle. Well, about 20 minutes before the shuttle, maybe 25, I'm like, oof, that's a... That's a tickle in my belly. Oof. I, I don't need this on a two-hour, three-hour shuttle ride. So, all right, grab my bags, head back in toward the baggage lane, making, you know, pretty good butt clinch to beeline to the bathroom. Well, I'm coming in the sliding doors. There's this chick. And, you know, like people give you the look of like, there's a woman. they're going to ask you something. Yes, there's a woman. She's going to ask you something. But you know what I mean? That look in their eye, like whatever it is. So I see it and I'm like, uh, ooh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I just kind of make a hard right and I keep going. Well, I hear her. Excuse me. Excuse me. And I mean, this bathroom is probably a good 60 yards from the door. Are you really that rude? Excuse me. I'm like, man, just keep your head low, son. Just keep your eyes on the prize keep going like we got things we got to do right here she follows me all the way into the bathroom wait still proceeding to yell at me into the men's bathroom well yeah where else was i gonna go i wasn't going in the women's yeah so anyways you you're you're having this talk what happens and and by the time, like, I'm all the way to the handicap stall, so at least guys can get the relevance there. Like, you know, that's pretty deep in an airport bathroom, right? She's in there yelling at me. Excuse me. If you didn't want to talk, all you had to say was no thank you. I look at her. I said, ma'am, I got to take a shit. <laughs> The anger on your face, even when you're telling that story, is priceless. I have my hands on the door. And she looks at me and goes, well, you could have said that, too. And then just turns and walks off. I wonder what she wanted. I don't know, man, but the crazy radar was on that night. I mean, to follow you in a bathroom, obviously, if, if you see it, a person doesn't matter, man, woman, child, making a beeline for the bathroom. Maybe they don't have time to tell you they're not willing to talk. I mean, I feel like that's a very inherent common intuition kind of thing. Like we all know what that, that clenched up walk looks like. Like (laughs) 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 knees rubbing feet moving real fast. It might as well be the truffle shuffle, but you're getting some pace to not be moving your lower body truffle shuffle is more of a 
standalone process, <laughs> but or stand still, not even stand alone. It's a stand still. I mean, all you're doing is kind of moving your belly. But on that note, we're over eight minutes in. Let's start the show. <laughs> I told you it was good. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How was your sabbatical? So we'll, we'll ask you about this now. Zeke needed some me time, and he needed some time to go out to Breckenridge and do some skiing. He needed some time to hang out with his friends that weren't me. I was trying to shoestring this show along um i was doing a, a good job what with it there were some interviews without zeke but um you know, we know that things are always a little bit better when zeke is here so welcome back cotter it is good to have you this is our first time i just looked today this will be two weeks since we released a show and i think that was partly because i went to Colorado as well for a bachelor party and then I got back and I was just I was tired I was literally tired I had a lot going on didn't really feel well got a little sick and I apologize to everyone for the delay we we're trying to get back on track this Friday we will have a podcast with Redwood Empire for Earth Day they plant a whole lot of trees and do a whole lot of good stuff to try to give back so that was an interview zeke was not with me for but we will have an interview with redwood empire on friday we already mentioned the interview with clay risen which will come out next week he's going to be in town in nashville for all you nashville folks next wednesday he'll be at cool springs wine and spirits down in franklin so lots of good stuff going on but zeke tell me more about what you were what you've been up to since we last spoke well like you said to go skiing for a few days um then there was you know hey like i said a couple interviews that just didn't line up with um you know when i have my kids which just makes it tougher so you know we got to cater to our guests when we can so i get it and, and then when you have some dinners like things. you you had some dinners with heinz that you had to miss an interview no. for. Yeah. You went out with Heinz instead of doing an interview with me. It's okay. Yeah. You guys. So people don't realize this. Mike Heinz and Zeke have a standing date. It's the third Monday of every month and they have dinner together. I'm not invited. And it, it would have been yesterday actually. And he's at a trade show in Georgia. If you look at your calendar, so you can't blame that one this time. I know. I see him too. He was in pictures with the Blom brothers today. Uh, so lots of good stuff going on for Mike, but you're going to have to reschedule your date. I know we'll figure it out. Um, but other than that, Oh, I had that stomach bug. I mean, I almost died for about four days too. That was, I forgot about that. Zeke, that, that is something else. We both got sick, but Zeke had a stomach bug. We're literally, he, I think I said to him one night, like it was the first night and you're like, I'm getting sick. 
and then I knew like not to talk to you. It was one of those ones where I just knew like people were like, has anyone talked to Zeke? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let him sit out for a little bit and he'll, you know, when he comes up for air, he'll let you know. But this is one of those ones where you just got to let him be. Man, that thing's brutal. I mean, I think it's going around a pretty good uh, area. It's not just like, you know, some local thing here. And like my sister back in Georgia had it. But I mean, for 36 hours, I didn't go downstairs at the house here. I was in my bedroom. That's it. <laughs> didn't leave. Didn't Couldn't. eat. You didn't eat that time, did you, too? No. Uh, I didn't want to change the sheets. <laughs> well, welcome back. Tonight's show is really just a relaxed show. It's getting us back into the groove. And at this point, I think we both hit the wall tonight. So we're trying to keep it fun. And Zeke, you were able to go. Our friend Ryan Hopkins with the whole Kentucky tornadoes and and the big thing that the Crusaders and the KDA and everybody put together, he was able to bid on a barrel from Four Roses. And he, for some reason, asked you to go on this pick with him. So he's told me that it was the $278,000 barrel that they purchased through the KDA for the tornado rebuilding efforts from December 2021. Yields were relatively small, so we picked a primary barrel out of the eight we had to choose from. And then Four Roses was nice enough to give them the sister barrel as well, which was a great gesture by Mandy, Brent, everyone else involved. The barrels are literally the same run as the 16-year Father's Day release from two years ago. It is PS59 4D and 4E, 119 and 121 proof. It is an OESV, 18 years, five months. So lots of awesome stuff they're they're actually doing with that. And it was really cool for Roses to give them the, the sister barrel once they realized the yield was a little bit low, especially those older ones. I mean, it's an 18-year Four Roses. I'm not expecting there to be 200 barrel or 200 bottles in there. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it's kind of, backtrack i guess a little too for uh you know from being there uh very simply and most importantly i would say you know four roses brent mandy the whole crew hospitality is a severe understatement um you you could write a paragraph about how nice they were the things they offered uh taking care of everyone accommodating everything and obviously a ton of money was donated and raised and, and that's wonderful. But, you know, on the flip side, it is nice to, to, to see that, that, uh, you know, is appreciated and, and the, the level and the degree that they went to make sure, um, that, I mean, and yes, there was a pick involved, but it was an experience and that whole experience was top notch. You couldn't do it any better if you wanted to, I don't think, um, Minus getting like, hey, how many barrels do you want or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> but but literally, I mean, just an amazing time. Uh, they took us all over um, both, you know, the distillery um, out in Lawrenceburg 
and then also did a nice little tour of everything that's at Cox Creek. Got to see tons of neat stuff. I, I, I don't think many are ever privy to um, to a ton of people. Would it be that neat or amazing? But you know, to the ones that nerd geek out like we do, is pretty damn cool. I mean, something as simple as who do you know that's ever been in the Four Roses Ricks other than the employees? We're walking through there with Brent talking about barrels, looking at them, you know, bullshitting. Like, yeah, is it like something that huge or significant? No, but at the same time, like, hey, I've been in one of those damn things now. <laughs> it doesn't happen too much, though. It, it really doesn't. Like, you have to beg to get in the ricks at Four Roses. But we started out, um, like I say, in Lawrenceburg at the new gift shop. Um, I would feel bad if I didn't plug that as well. Super nice. It's big. Um, I think it'll really make the distillery and, uh, you know, the Lawrenceburg side of things pick up and be worth going to now. I know you and I um, and the Wolfpack guys stopped there, what, I guess two or three years ago after a pick. Um, kind of meandered in and out, didn't spend a whole lot of time because there wasn't really a whole lot to do. Uh, but that new center is top notch, super nice. There's going to be a, there's already a bar. I believe there's going to be a restaurant and food kind of stuff going on. Similar to a lot of places right now, you know, they're, they're getting up behind the experience wave and, and make it where like, Hey, you took your time to come out here. We want to at least give you enough to do to be here for an hour or two, even if you don't take the tour. But, you know, you can enjoy yourselves, enjoy our products, this and that, um, and, you know, not just seemingly drive out of your way for 20 or 30 minutes, especially if you've got the family or a wife or somebody with you going, and why the hell do we just drive out here? Well, and I think a lot of times it was, we're going to drive out here, I'm going to pop my head in, hey, any gift shop releases now? Okay, bye. And that's literally what people were doing at the four roses gift shop i mean you might look they have a lot of good swag there they really do but i think it's one of those things where you kind of went in but like any brent releases no okay bye well and they do have um mellow moments merch now too which you had you know obviously have to be a member to be able to buy it which i thought was kind of neat some stuff that not everybody in the world is going to have access to um but so we did that then go down to Cox Creek, you know, where the, you know, the bottling line is and everything. Uh, that's where the barrels were, where, you know, if anyone's done a pick there, obviously um, by now, the, uh, I guess, I don't think it has a technical name, but I always just call it Mandy's room. You know, that's where you go to do a pick. Um, so we go in there and the barrels there, they're blinded, obviously. Taste through them all. And, um, you know, for the most part, it, it, it goes and flows like, uh, you know, any pick that I've done there or most places would go. You taste through it all, get your notes. Everyone, you know, thinks about it, ranks them. All right, let's do our top three. So we do that. But then the kicker, because they did, you know, like I say, allow that, hey, for all these, uh, um, you know, eight or ten that we've pulled to taste through, I think it was 10. Shit, I can't remember. Um, in the back, we have each of a sister barrel to each one. 
because it's really hard to gauge a yield on these. They're super old, but a lot of time and money went into this. We want to make sure that, you know, we show our appreciation and, and, and that the yield overall is enough bottles so that everyone, you know, leaves happy. Uh, so we do the three, vote those. Everybody goes outside. We go over and, uh, you know, tour literally every nook and cranny of uh, the, the body, bottling facility there at Cox Creek. And so then they, when we come back, they've got a blind set up, obviously, of the three that we voted. But also sitting next to them is the glass with the sister barrel next to it. Oh. Because, you know, what if? Because it's, you know, 17 to 20-something-year-old barrels. What if the one you loved has a sister that could be like a relationship <laughs> sister-in-law. No, man, we hanging around with her for a while. <laughs> oh man. Um, but you know, I mean, again, who knows? I mean, Brent, man, they tasted through all of them, but you know, they said, ultimately we're not the ones going home with this. We want everyone to leave here as happy as they possibly can be. You make the decisions. So, that cog was a, a, a pretty neat little curve to throw in there. Cause then, well, are you tasting for the best? Are you tasting for the best average of the two? And what did you guys decide to go with? Because that is an interesting thing. I mean, are, are you looking at it like the pair or are you looking at it more like we're going to take the best barrel no matter what? I thought that we were very fortunate to, as I would say, dumb luck into it. Um, That's normally how it happens though. Yeah. Again, like, you know, we all talked, we all voted, but there were folks there that pulled a little more weight than others. Um, It was nice to see everyone agree. Um, But what I thought was super neat was what I think, I feel like the, when we'd ranked them originally, the E, was pulling more weight than the other two. I think they're both OBSVs. And then the sister that went with it, and granted, it's blind, we didn't know until after the fact. But as we're tasting through it, we're all kind of like, oof, whatever's in this glass. Man, I'm glad we got this thing rolled out. Like, what if we missed it, you know? <laughs> Um, so that just pretty much confirmed like, all right, well, most of us were already on, you know, this Island, so to speak, if you're looking at, you know, three sets of glasses sitting out there. Um, but then the sister barrel just really came in behind it and like, all right, I'm sure everybody's going to vote the same, but if you're on the fence after having this one, like this combination of these two, like if they're left here there's going to be some broken hearts. <laughs> I mean, literally you just tell by looking around the room, like, Ooh, man, this was not in our first lineup. Like, Ooh, it snookered me a little bit on that one. Um, but in, in general, I thought it was super neat as well. You know, tasting through all these barrels that are, you know, as you uh, love to give me a hard time for saying hyper aged, but they are, especially for this day and age. Um, but, I mean, there wasn't an oak bomb, so to speak, in the lot. 
you know, none of them were just that super like overly tannic, you know, dry kind of just harsh leathery, you know, I think that I know the analogy I like to use a lot. It's like, man, it's like somebody took a toothpick and just completely saturated the whole thing in bourbon for God knows how long and then drug it across my dry tongue. Uh, but none of them were, were of that, um, you know, flavor profile or, or really had that um, aspect to them. So it, it was pretty remarkable to me just to be able to taste through all of them and think, seriously, this much bourbon that's this old? And none of them, I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that little guy there. Now I know why he put it in yellow label. <laughs> <laughs> Which for um, anyone listening that, that doesn't know, Four Roses, I wouldn't say they have a ton of super old stock, but they have allowed that they do have a pretty good bit um, and that they most likely and commonly use it as part of their blend for their yellow label product. Oh, people don't realize how old some of the stuff is in there. Seriously. I mean, they literally told us, well, all these barrels we went and found and pulled for this. The ones that don't get picked, eh, going to yellow label. It's okay. Or possibly could end up in one of the, the LEs. They'll, they'll use it for that as well. Sorry. I don't want to skip that po- that portion, but because they do set aside um, the mash bills and the runs that have enough stocks for Brent and his team to toy around with for the various LEs they do each year. But other than that, they literally are dumping 17 to 20 year juice in yellow label, which I guess is it's not yellow label. It's anymore, nude label so. now. It is uh, <laughs> the nude color label, but I, I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize that this is a common practice with many distilleries. I mean, there was 16 year wild Turkey in, rare breed recently you know a couple years ago and and i'm sure it's happened again this is not something that is uncommon for distilleries to have some older juice maybe it is a little oakier than they had hoped for maybe and but there are some real honey barrels that are older as well and those are the ones they want to keep for the single barrels but the other ones they can kind of blend out with these smaller releases you know the more budget friendly releases so you never know you could be drinking that and be like oh man that's why like age is just a number age does not necessarily equal better now there are some great older whiskeys but that doesn't necessarily mean they're better well it's something we kind of you know kicked around while we were there on the grounds and and nearby just kind of bs and was you know, you, you mentioned the that this was part of the run from Father's Day a couple of years ago. They had the 20-year the thing recently they did. Um, especially if you think about the non-bourbon fanatics that probably own and run the company, the Pencil Pushers. Why not take a few barrels every month? Put them in the gift shop. Sell them for... Two two fifty. I don't know. They'd fly easily. Well, I mean, look what they did recently when they had all those ones that came out, and we were lucky enough. Eric Smith sent us a sample of that. 
they had a nice box with those. I think the the price tag on them was what two two fifty. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not you do that? Like, you know what? Once a month, once every other month. I mean, I get you need it for the balance of yellow label theoretically, but what's yellow label pulling in versus if you dropped a barrel of this tied into some event and it gets people out to, you know, to the distillery, to the grounds, probably going to buy some other stuff in the gift shop here and there. It gets a nice buzz for the brand. Like, Hey, have you seen this new LE? Hey, have you had this? You, you know, to me, I don't see a bad angle from it really. Other than, you know, people camping out, but they're going to do that regardless. So D was the one you tasted, but E was the sister, right? I do not know 100%. I've got notes somewhere, but I admittedly did not grab them for this. But have you tasted these yet? I, I haven't tonight, but obviously I you know, <laughs> was there when we picked them. So um, I've got a little more familiarity there with these. Yeah, no, I was lucky enough to get a sample of these, and I think I have it. So, yes, D was the original, and E was the sister, and you said you the sister you liked better than the original, and 100% I'm with you. It is just something about E that you take a sip of it, it, it has a balance throughout, and... It has the right amount of spice. It doesn't have as much oak as D does. And I'm just a, I don't know. It's funny because um, I really, really enjoyed E. But if you had either one of these blind. Oh. Would, would, you, would, would you think they were that old though? Like To me, that was the thing that just. I wouldn't say I got hung up on it, but being there, going through all these barrels, knowing they're super old and, and just what nature can do to bourbon. It's kind of like, man, like these two have a lot of vibrancy in them, a lot of pop. You know, they're not just completely saturated and, and dull or again, you know, just dry tannic bombs of, well, anybody could have made bourbon taste like this. Just leave it in the barrel for too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree with you 100%. They are great. And I just imagine them, you know, potentially making a limited edition better. But I'm happy that Ryan and his group were able to spend $278,000 given money for the tornado relief so that you could taste and be a part of it and i could get to taste and and uh, live vicariously through you because these are two damn good barrels so this is us just taking 30 minutes out to shoot the shit and say uh good on you ryan for donating good on the kda for roses the crusaders all the people involved with the tornado relief uh i feel very humble and grateful that I was able to try this because I know this is one that a lot of people would love to have themselves. So thank you, Ryan, for getting me an ounce of each one of these. And 
I just awesome, right? Awesome all around, Zeke. I think it's I think it's the finish on E that kind of resonates. Like it just it holds on a little more. It hangs. It lingers. It it it, it just keeps reminding you, like, hey, <laughs> still like the Energizer Bunny or something. Like, still going, bro. <laughs> I got life in me. It is eighteen, 18 years ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I I think it just kind of, it's a cuddler. It It is going to hold you. It's going to make you feel good. Zeke is not shy about the fact that he really likes being the inside spoon because he likes being able to watch TV because he's selfish. Um, not with me. I'm talking about with women. He likes when women hold him. <laughs> he doesn't like what I hold him. Uh, but anyways, long story short, this feels to me like an outside spoon pour because it's holding you, it's holding you in tight and it's making you feel good. <laughs> if I could put a sticker on this, I call it outside spoon. Fair enough. Um, the, the, the names are the stickers. It'll be on both of these say, um, I think, uh, father's day too. And then mother's day. Why not just go hand in hand with each other, so to speak? And plus, both are coming up. So I'm sure those will be some good giftings uh, for, for people this year. And again, anyone that ends up with a bottle or even a chance to taste it, uh, it it's impossible to not be super appreciative, A, of the juice, B, the donation that went into it, the thoughtfulness. Uh, and it's crazy, I guess, to think, Bourbon can really raise and do that much now. I mean, I don't think five years ago it would have come cl- close to half. Do you? No. I mean, I think there is so much going on with bourbon. And the thing that I love about the bourbon community, I mean, it's all the work I do through bourbon charity. It's the work I do through Folds of Honor. And I love just that people in the bourbon community are all thinking about giving back. I don't know if it's the fact that it's such a kind of a highfalutin hobby. Now it's not like it used to be, you know, the prices are going up for everything and and everybody feels a little guilty and feels like they need to give back. But everybody in bourbon is really, 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 really good about finding ways to give back and finding ways to be charitable. And that's one of the things I love about the community and it reminds us that, like Freddie Johnson says, you know, this is a, a spirit that brings people together. It's not necessarily always about the spirit that's in the bottle or the barrel. It's about you know, those experiences and those relationships you have with the people you're drinking with. And you think about all these charitable opportunities or ways for us to get together even more and do a lot of good. And that's the thing I love about the community about bourbon and you know i love when zeke gets charitable i mean we just raised five thousand dollars for people to have a tasting with us like that is crazy to me that people would pay that much to sit with us i i wouldn't even say crazy i would have to probably throw a few profanities in there or something <laughs> crazy sounds too light for that um like whoa (laughs) (laughs) well thank you again ryan this was awesome uh 
Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. If y'all have any feedback for us now that Zeke is off his sabbatical, anything you want to see us do, please reach out. You know I am handling all of our social media, so I'm happy to help in any way possible. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, and I will not be handling social media. (laughs) Cheers. Ciao.